for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. Political neutrality. Not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I've been saying it for over a year now, there was a sea change. I often allude to sailing and how when one's out on the water, a good sailor will constantly watch the surface of the water for little wavelets. They're called cat's paws, and they're they're the fresh breezes that are coming. And you always want to know where the wind is and where it's going to be, how quickly it's coming, so you can uh, prepare for it, not get caught flat-footed, and take advantage of it. And so that's what I do here. I, I, I constantly... You know, keep my eyes open, keep the antennae up, looking for trends, looking for things that are changing. And I I spotted it over a year ago that people are finally starting to wake up. And it was not just one thing. It was everything all together at once. And if you think I'm crazy, just go on YouTube. Don't believe everything I tell you. Go and and look at primary sources directly you know don't go read the article about the study go read the study don't go you know doing your own research isn't watching a podcast and and whatever that person says is is fact that's not research that's that's i don't know what that's an article of faith and i don't want you you know obviously i want you to believe me but i don't want you to just believe me i want you to trust me and the way to trust me is verify what i say go out onto youtube today uh brett on uh daily wire has a video entitled Gen Z's Waking Up. There was a a, uh, MMA fighter, a young blonde woman. I didn't know who she was, but talking about the same thing that I started calling out last summer. This Taylor Smith, Kelsey, Casey Kelsey romance. It's all BS. It was set up by their their publicist because, you know, he's pushing the jab and they're having this big romance. And now, you know, she'll probably appear at halftime in the Super Bowl because guess what? Travis made the Super Bowl and and then they're going to go out and Kansas City's going to win the Super Bowl. That's a lock. If you've got money, put it on Kansas City. It's a dead solid lock because this thing is wired and it's been wired since the preseason. And then Tay-Tay and, and, and Kelsey get to go out and tour the nation as world champions for Joe Biden. It's all in the can. It's all baked in the cake. And the thing is, it's so obvious that a lot of people are seeing it now. And a lot of people are noticing how many young people are dying suddenly, how many footballers, how many American football players, how many basketball players, how many coaches, how many people from all of the entertainment industry just look at how many people we've lost in the last two years and all of them either no cause of death or died suddenly or they had a cardiac event or a medical emergency and people are are cottoning on to what that means and it's it's, so it's the it's the travis kelsey and tay tay romance it's the jab deaths it's it's everything all at once it's the open border it's how not only is joe biden not doing his job. He's actively helping the cartels to invade our own country. He's facilitating the invasion. How this is allowed to go on is beyond me, but I've always said hubris will be their downfall. Give them enough rope, they will always end up hanging themselves. And that's what's happening. And people are waking up across the country, across the political spectrum, and it's not going to end well 
for the Democrats, either in November or eventually. If they try to cheat again in November, like they did in November of 2022 and November of 2020, I really don't see it ending well for them. So take heart. Things are changing for the better. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. At TNT, we never go home. We're committed to bringing you our take on the biggest topics of our time. We broadcast live 24-7 online globally, no matter what. We've got you covered on today's News Talk, TNT. Getting straight to the facts. Enough with the lies. We need facts. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. On Monday, a former contractor for the IRS was sentenced to five years in prison for leaking tax information associated with thousands of individuals, including former President Donald Trump. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. That's right. This isn't just necessarily about Trump, but that's a pretty big deal considering he was yeah. the president at the time which is why the judge uh, who handed down the maximum sentence, uh, Judge Anna Reyes, used strong language, things like calling this the biggest heist in IRS history. And I think she kind of wished she could have given him more, uh, but five years was pretty much the max. So that's what they gave him. But I think they also are going to include $5,000 worth of fines and I think 36 months of supervised community service, something like that. They gave him as much as they could possibly. Um, but yes, uh, this is one Charles Little John who pleaded guilty in October, according to NBC News. Uh, prosecutors, as I mentioned, sought the maximum sentence of five years in federal prison. So that's not going to be fun for Mr. Little John, uh, stating that he, quote, abused his position by unlawfully disclosing thousands of Americans' federal tax returns and other private financial information to multiple news organizations, end quote. I believe that includes the New York Times as well as everyone's guessing here, but it looks like ProPublica. Uh, they all, let's see, the prosecutors said that Little John uh, quote, weaponized his access to unmasked taxpayer data to further his own personal political agenda, believing that he was above the law, end quote. Uh, he was sentenced by U.S. District Judge Anna Rays on Wednesday in a D.C. federal courthouse. He will also be required to pay a $5,000 fine. I was right. Uh, let's see. Reyes said, quote, you can be an outstanding person and commit bad acts. What you did in targeting the sitting president of the United States was an attack on our constitutional democracy, end quote. Interesting use of words, but I'll take it. Uh, Reyes also compared his actions to attacks and threats against elected officials and to the January 6th defendants, which she has sentenced, ironically enough. Uh, Little John's attorney argued that his client committed the offense, quote, <laughs> out of a deep moral belief that the American people had a right to know the information and sharing it was the only way to affect change, end quote, because Little John has obviously never heard of uh, the, the voting process. Uh, they, his attorney also says that Little John believed he was right. Uh, at the time, uh, Little John said in remarks before the sentencing that, quote, he acted out of a sincere but misguided belief that I was serving the public. He said, quote, I made my decision with the full knowledge that I would likely end up in a courtroom, end quote. So, yes, Timothy, he fashioned himself some sort of hero by doing this. But at the end of the day, he just did it to make some money because uh, that's, you know, 
what happened? He made money doing this and he got himself lots of attention. But what do you think about the five year sentence, Timothy? Well, I think that Mr. Little John thought that he was Little John from Robin Hood. And so it's, you know, it's an easy mistake to make, right? And if we use EGC math, where five turns into 83, shouldn't he be getting 83 years in prison, right? Isn't that what we do? We take 5 million, we add on 83 million. Shouldn't we take five years and add on 83 years to make it 88 years in prison? Just, you know, if we use EGC math, because EJC math, because that's what we're supposed to do, right? And uh, everybody today has been, oh my gosh, the, the guy that the guy that released Trump's tax. It's not because he released Trump's tax information. If Trump had been the only one whose tax information he released, Adam, you can take it to the bank. They would be as anonymous as whoever leaked the Dobbs decision at the Supreme Court, whoever swatted my representative, Brandon Williams, over Christmas, whoever has swatted Marjorie Taylor Greene seven times, and whoever unmasks Carter Page. This isn't about Donald Trump. This is about the other 5,000. This is about the New York Times and, and ProPublica, allegedly. And, and I'm guessing that there were some people in the 5,000 that were part of the problem, not the solution. You know, he should have just stuck with Trump and he would have been home free. Would have gotten a book deal, would have gotten a Netflix special, would have been a cultural hero, much like little John from Robin Hood. Well, come on, with a name like that, Timothy, one does get that little tingling, that spidey sense that maybe there is some anonymity happening here because I don't know. What are the odds, right? Little you John think? and this plot, come on, man. Is he really going to it. prison? Yeah, is he really going to prison? Right? Yeah, look, I have not zero trust in our justice system. I have negative trust. The, the burden of proof is now on them to prove that they're not acting nefariously. It, it, you know, it, it's gotten that bad. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Is it really his name? That's kind of why I was mocking him. <laughs> yeah, we should uh, we should make sure that these secure prisons have cameras that are always working, not just randomly turned off at the uh, most. Oh, no, 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 times. that's the way. No, no, no. You <laughs> see, that's just no, no, that's an inherent flaw in the technology. Adam, you see, it turns off anytime you need it to to be on a dash cam, body cam footage. No, 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 no. That's not going to work. Not going to work at all. It's um, look. People are wise to what's going on. They know how corrupt the system is. And uh, I give it 60-40 against the little John's actually his real name. I want to see, here's what I want to see, Adam. I want to see grammar school yearbooks. I want to see a, a uh, something that you can't fake easily, right? I, I want to I see some, I want to see some uh, Polaroid photos of his, third birthday you know the old photos dad used to take and well when i was a boy he had to you had to wait and then you pulled the strip off but then in the 70s it just you just had to keep waving it like you were some sort of chicken on crack uh, i want to see those kind of pictures the kind of pictures you can't fake kind of pictures they don't make film for anymore true i was going to say you can pretty much fake anything but it's very hard to fake a physical polaroid if you put it in your hand uh, i would yeah i'd buy that yeah but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm skeptical, Timothy. Well, you know, 
I guess, yeah, you can't put anything past him, can you? Thanks for a very intriguing story, Adam. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Steve Malzberg. If a president could be prosecuted for things he did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers, what, what was, was the duty of the president to do, and then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted, the example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that, uh, that Trump used. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. The conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Lynn Shaw's passion, commitment, and involvement with human trafficking began when she represented an author who had written about her horrific experience at the hands of an abusive husband. After becoming immersed in the subject, Lynn's further research led to investigating more about the ongoing pandemic of human trafficking and child predation as national and global crises. Lynn is founder and president of Lynn's Warriors, a 501c3 nonprofit organization committed to raising awareness and seeking permanent solutions to crimes against children and humanity. You can check out more at lynnswarriors.org and tune in right here on TNT Saturdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time for Lynn's Warriors like to welcome back to The Reckoning, our good friend, Lynn Shaw. Timothy Shea, thank you for having me back on. I want to say Happy New Year. I say the entire month of January. And thank you to you always and TNT Radio for wanting to cover this most important topic. It really is important. And I want to talk about the border because that's extremely important, what's going on there. But there's something that's happening in two weeks that is the largest human trafficking event of the year, year in and year out. It has been for decades. And a lot of people don't realize that they focus on the, the ads that are on. There's a lot of talk about the ads. There's a lot of talk about the halftime show. There's a lot of talk about the game. But there's not a lot of talk about what really goes on in the Super Bowl host city every year. Why don't you rip the curtain back on that? 
First of all, anytime you get a group of people together, mostly sporting events, concerts, anywhere there's a large gathering, tens of thousands, you will have human trafficking. I like to call it slavery. I think that more aptly describes human enslavement. And again, we have more slavery today in the United States than any other time in history. Now, we have the Super Bowl. I, let me just digress, Timothy, for a minute. You know, I, if everybody put the effort they put on Taylor Swift and the Super Bowl and the ads and, and the halftime show and all the money spent traveling there, hotels, people, excitement, if they put a little bit, an ounce of that on this slavery, we could really do some intervention and prevention and make some inroads. But something that is coming to light, we've been working on, I'm breaking it here, right here on your show, TNT Radio, is Apple. Apple is sponsoring the halftime show this year. Apple is allowing child sexual abuse material on their iCloud. We are calling them out. We are making the public aware this is going on. We are calling on those involved with the Super Bowl, you know, on the top. This is unacceptable to us. And we started this heat initiative, we call it, just last night. And we will be spreading this information right up to February 11th. This is unacceptable that this is allowed. And on our, you know, in front of everybody, just putting it in our faces, Tim, you know, it's just so blatant. But what happens again, we have posters being plastered all over. People go where they can make money, the criminals, the traffickers. They are flooding. They will be flooding. They're already starting into the whole Super Bowl area. So we have to get everybody on board, whether it's airlines, Ubers, motels, hotels, the public, and then make them aware of what they do. And the first step is calling 911 and saying something. If you see something, doesn't seem right, you have to speak up. We live in a new world, Tim, new country. We have to start taking action about these things. We can't sit back anymore. So it's very upsetting also, Apple, yeah, we really do have to start making more of an effort. Getting back to the the social contract of, you know, we are our brothers and our sisters keeper. Getting back to where adults looked out for children, you know, in a, in both a good and a bad way, right? Mrs. Bianchi and Mrs. Kozlowski and and, and Mrs. Wayne, they, they kept us in line. If we were over at their houses playing with the children, if we had a whole bunch of of uh, us over there and and we got a little bit out of line they set us straight and then before we got home our mother had been notified and, and we got set straight again we need to get back into that that neighborhood ethos again not just in a physical neighborhood i'm just talking about anywhere if you're on a subway and you see a little child that looks scared with someone who doesn't look like he's he's very attentive not taking care of her if you're or it could be a woman it, it doesn't matter if you see something that's just off to you trust your instincts trust your gut trust your spidey sense and it just go talk to a police officer and say you know i don't know if there's anything wrong over here but it, it might be worth asking a couple of questions uh, well said timothy but you know what people just you know they say to me they're afraid they're afraid. Recently here in New York City, where I am, we had, you know, ex-Marine Daniel Penny took action on the subway. And he took uh, action because he saw a man that got on and was threatening the whole subway car and he held yeah. him down. Now he's being held. And and I digress a bit. That's, you know, for another program. He's being held, uh, you know, in the courts and held responsible. Although 11 people testified 
in his favor saying he saved us. We feel threatened. People are afraid to step in. But we are here to say you must step in. But you must step in, Timothy. And like people have to know what to do. They have to know like the human trafficking hotline. I actually think 888-373-7888. Everybody should have on their phone. People have to know what to do. You're not, if you're wrong, you're not held responsible. This is another myth. People think, well, if I, you know, I tell a police officer and I'm, I'll be held responsible. No, you're not. Better to think because I cannot, better to say something. I cannot tell you the amount of people that have come to me to say, I saw something 10 years ago. I saw something five years ago. I know that was trafficking. I know that was some sort of abuse. I did nothing. I still think about it to this day. So your first course of action is being aware being aware, as you pointed out, not only for your own children, your surroundings, other children, call the 911, go up to a police officer, know the human trafficking hotline and report it. Just say something. We have to take action. We do. I had Jason Nelson on two weeks ago, and he's the gentleman that at three in the morning, he heard screaming and he went out in the hall and he was yelling for other people to come join him and no one did. And he went back, retrieved his sidearm and went in and he stopped a woman from being beaten up by, as it turns out, the, the man who was trafficking her. And uh, he ended up having to go through a legal process. He was, he was finally exonerated, but still he had to go through the process. So people are afraid, but Lynn, it's even worse than that. Most people, they're too interested in doing this, too busy filming it to go lend some assistance directly or go find some assistance for the person that is in need. Timothy, how sick is that? That people right? film crimes, they stand there filming so they can put it on their YouTube, put it on their Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days, so they can get clicks and likes and web traffic. That to me is a crime in and of itself. That is what people are doing. So we have to start, where do we start the attack? to get away from all of this. We have to start with our kids. We have to start with yes. our youth, training them that this is not acceptable and keep working on that angle, that end of it, to start making changes. Because I'm sorry, people who are doing that, filming crimes, not stepping in, not helping, I don't think, I don't want to sound negative, I don't think they're changing at all. So we've got to go where we can create and affect change. And that is with our youth. And they are the group most suffering right now from mental health problems, internet addictions, sextortion, which is mm -hmm. on the rise and, and kids are killing themselves. And these are the things we have to do with the children. And when I say children, we now have, I work with law enforcement, we're starting at ages three with all of these crimes up to you know age 18, which is considered the adult. But we that's where we have to go. We have to target and educate and work with our youth in the United States and around the globe. But Definitely United States. Hey, let's let's start here at home first. And by all means, let's stop grooming them in school and actually starting to give the start by giving them some tools that could actually help them. And I, I do just want to put it into context, Lynn. There's nothing new under the sun here. Kitty Genovese was murdered in New York in the 60s. And that case was famous because not a single person even called the police. Everybody just kind of shut their windows and, and tuned it out. And I guess it's human nature, but we need to fight against human nature and we need to do better. You're listening to The Reckoning on today's News Talk, TNT. TNT Radio News. Hi, everybody. So many crazy news stories going on right now. Now, the news. Go. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. 
A spokesperson for Ukraine disclosed to Breitbart News that the majority of the $130 billion provided by the U.S. for Ukraine's conflict with Russia is primarily used within the United States, rather than being directly transferred to Ukraine. Iranian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Nasir Kanani denied Iran's involvement in the recent drone strike on a U.S. base in Jordan, which resulted in the deaths of three U.S. service members and injured over 30 others. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Lynn, you were exactly correct that... Evil is now on the rise. Over the weekend, I listened to a talk at, that was filmed at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City with Father Chad Ripperger. And for those who don't know him, Father Ripperger is one of the churches, the Catholic Church's most uh, renowned exorcists. Most exorcists remain anonymous, but uh, Father Ripperger has come forward and is the go-to expert to to tell people what's going on in the spiritual battle that we're facing. That's exactly what it is. And he he said in part of his talk that they keep statistics. And before 1963, before Vatican II, it would take a day or two, or at the outside, four days for them to uh, release someone from demonic possession. And then after 1963, it became three or four months. And now, Lynn, it's up to four years in order to exercise the demons from people. And he said that's because there aren't as many holy people in the church. People aren't going to to mass as much as they used to in the 50s and 60s. And it's just, we need a change of heart. And he said, but that's only 0.5%. 0.5%. Demonic possession is only 0.5% of the general population. But 25% of the general population is demonically obsessed. And another 10 to 15% are demonically oppressed. So what he's saying is that demons who can control our emotions, and one of the big things we talk about are people thinking with their feels, Well, that's demons controlling them because they can control our emotions. And that's why you need to act rationally, informed by faith, to guard against reacting emotionally. And that it's it's a big thing going on. And people don't realize the spiritual warfare we're in. And each one of us is a soldier if we choose to be. And more and more of us, every one of us, I would say, needs to choose to be a soldier. Because what's going on with our young people today They are under attack, and they're under attack by the people that are supposed to be taking care of them. They're under attack by their parents. Governor Mike DeWine vetoed a bill that would prevent uh, transgender transitioning surgeries, the genital mutilation surgeries, arguing that it really should be the parents' decision. It's like, no, Mike, it's protecting the children from the parents because the parents have to consent to the surgery. So if you've got parents that are gonna to consent to this surgery, it's incumbent on us as a society to protect those children from their parents. And we really need to start looking at our children as what they are, precious human lives that are the future 
of humanity. Unfortunately, the left and these globalists look at women and children as commodities at best. That was a mouthful, Timothy. Now, I I have to, you know, there's so many things I want to answer there. First of all, I'm here in New York City, as you know, and St. Patrick's, they've been talking the last couple of years, especially the last two years, a lot of the priests about demonic possession and getting, you know, the congregation, they're talking about it a lot. I just had a conversation a few days ago with somebody about this. Um, interestingly enough, so we won't go back to that whole COVID time where churches were locked down and people were arrested if they tried to put folding chairs out on a field and have a mass. Um, people are not going to churches. People have lost faith. That is the reality. Mm -hmm. yeah, I went yeah. on Christmas Day to my St. Paul's Cathedral right here on the West Side, 1230 Mass. I was shocked. Less than half full. And it's a beautiful, yes. big, this is Christmas Day. It used to be, Tim, yeah. they show up on oh, Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Exactly. In the aisles. And I, I, I said to my husband, look, at, I can't believe how empty this is. 1230 on Christmas Day. That told me a lot. Now, I am calling the internet the biggest predator in the world. It is evil. However, we live in a digital world. I want to leverage it for good. I want to teach right. how we can use it responsibly. We're not giving it back. It's only getting bigger and controlling more of our lives. It's part of our lives. None of us, we're not getting rid of anything. We never want to ban anything and say, stop. I don't want to ban. When I heard all this talk about TikTok, you know, we have to ban TikTok, get rid no. of it. You would have to get rid of, Timothy, every you know, X and Snap and Discord and every gaming, you know, uh, thing out there. We're not doing that. What we have to do going back to the kids is we have to understand as adults, whether we're the parents, the grandparents, the, the guardian, whoever is in charge in that house, okay, that if we buy a device or have a device in the home, we have a duty in 2024 to know about safety features, safety filters, so much free advice, which we give out at the Warriors all the time. We realize people are overwhelmed and burdened financially, sure. you know, especially in the United States. There's so much free information to stay safe, but it's up to, I have been teaching the adults more than the kids these days. The kids are smart. They're savvy. Okay. The thirties and under, they know about, you know, how to get around things or undo right. pin codes and all this stuff. Even routers, they know how to do things in the home that you and me probably don't even know about, but I found I found this out recently. They're so smart. So we have to educate the adults and say, this is what's happening. This is the reality. Now here's what you do. We have to hand it to them and we have to make it easy for them because when anything, this is a subject that is dark and ugly. There is a war on for our children. Again, we could go back and talk about the history of China and all that, you know, Marxism. Where do they go? They go after the youth. They go after right. the schools. They go after high schools and infiltrating into the education system. Oh, that's system what Hitler did too, right? That's where kindergarten comes it's, from. So. We're seeing we're seeing it right in front of us. Like we're seeing it. So now we know what we have to do. The handbook is there. We have to work with are our children. That. Yes, and some no, people are doing that. They're leveraging. They're leveraging for good. I saw a YouTube video yesterday of a, a couple of guys. There, there was uh, someone that they approached in a Best Buy. And they said, uh, you know, hi, Marty. Marty wasn't his name, but hi, Marty. He's like, I, I don't know you. Yes, you do. I'm Amy. The guy had been spoofing that he was a nine-year-old girl and had engaged with this guy and had sexual conversations with him. And he said, Marty, you know, 
we know what you did. We know what you did. And they had, they'd called the police and they just waited for the police to take it. They did everything the right way, but that's the kind of thing we need to do. That's the kind of caring that we need to have for, to protect our children. And that's exactly how we should handle things, not through vigilantism, but for going out. If you see a situation, you contact the proper authorities and hopefully, hopefully, because I know our authorities have been compromised as well, something good will come of it. You're listening to today's news talk. TNT. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a, a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. We all know what it's like to feel alone, but it just takes one new connection. Wanna get out of here? To empower many. This is unbelievable. It doesn't take a superhero to bring forces together. We all have the power to reach out. Let's go! And help someone feel like they belong. Pretty cool, huh? We are stronger together. You're listening to The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Lynn, really, this is such an ugly topic, and I know it exists, and I'm I'm guilty of, of just getting overwhelmed with it, and I don't keep up with the latest uh, all the latest stories. You're the one that introduced me to the new expression, child sexual abuse material, CSIM, which is the proper term to talk about it, not kiddie porn. Kiddie porn makes it sound like cartoons or something, child sexual abuse material. But there's another term now that is is really serious because young men are killing themselves over it, and that's sexploitation. What is sexploitation? What's going on? And why is this such an issue now? First of all, sextortion we have they're called the yahoo they're called no but they're called i'm stopping i'm thinking as I, as i'm talking to him you know we have we have these um west african men now these predators these criminals they call themselves the yahoo boys they're cyber criminals and the fbi put out a warning like six months ago they put out a war warning uh three days ago that we have to be aware of this but i ask you tim okay we're aware of it what is being done behind the scenes to stop all of this? So do you remember years ago, we had the Nigerian princes, I would get these right. emails, yeah. like, I have $10 million, you know, send me your bank account number, and I'll give you this $10 million. This is what's happening now. The new crime coming out of West Africa is uh, this sextortion. They are targeting young men who are falling victims so easily with their vulnerabilities. Just what you described, thinking, you know, they're talking to another 15-year-old girl. And they they start with, oh, you know, you're cute. Send me your picture. And they send a picture without a shirt on. Then it just mm -hmm. progresses, you know, take your pants off. Here's a picture of, you know, fake pictures from the other side. When it turns out to be a guy named Biff 
who's 60 years old, you know, sitting around in his underwear. And then he starts with, okay, in this short period of time, maybe 24 hours, that's our most recent study, a child can be groomed within 24 hours. Um, we know where you live because you gave us the information. We know where you go to school. We know your dog's name, your mother and father, you're unhappy at home, your parents don't listen to you. We know your sibling's name. So you either send us, it ranges from anywhere from $5 to thousands, money right now, or we're telling your parents, or we're spreading this nude image of you to all, you know, all around your school. If you don't do this, and even worse, they are directing these teen boys, especially, they're directing them. If you have a sibling, we want you to exploit sexually your sibling and film it and send us that. And that is happening at increased rates. So you might ask, there's a new report out of the UK, just was in the Guardian, Internet Watch Foundation, over 90% of this CSAM, child sexual abuse material, is generated by the children themselves. Now I ask you, if we know about all this, what are the steps to stop this? If a child takes a nude image, oh, nobody likes that, nobody wants that. Don't scream at your child. Don't make him delete it. That's the worst thing you can do. That is a crime. Anything with children online is a crime. We have to start having, again, open and honest communication with the children. Age appropriate has to start at age three, believe it or not, age appropriate. And we have to talk to them because boys, especially, we have all the studies, are committing suicide. Now, you think, Timothy, we, of course, talk about these issues on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Media does not talk about these issues. We have a rash. It has increased 28% just in the last year with teen boys killing themselves because of sextortion. So instead of, because they don't know where to find the $500 they're threatened with, or they're embarrassed in front of their classmates, these images of them, who cares they're nude? I see people in New York City walking around nude sometimes, and I do not exaggerate. I just saw one the other day right in front of me, nude. I couldn't believe my eyes. So let's just like be... Honest, not not that I should be laughing, I, I, Tim, I, with you, I, but it's like, I, I, what are I we talking I, about? <laughs> I, I think I saw that guy six years ago when I was down there for the Thanksgiving Day parade, and I'm not kidding. It's, it's the same. It's the same one. He just she just won't let it let us let up on us. But here's the thing. So what are we embarrassed about? The kids are seeing everything online. They're seeing it in the movies. They're seeing right. it, you know, with the streaming. Come on now, everything is sexual around our children, right? Content. So let's let us be the leaders. Let us be the warriors. Let us be that final word that teaches our kids. Come to me. Don't be afraid. I'm gonna help you. You didn't do anything wrong. They're creeps out there. They're predators out yeah. there, criminals. We're gonna fix this. That's exactly you put your finger directly on it. We need parents who are going to parent, right? And part of parenting, you know, discipline is important. But discipline done with love, and you can't discipline if there's not a relationship there, right? If you're going to discipline your child and you don't have that relationship of trust, that that filial relationship, then you're just going to end up alienating the, the boy or the, or the girl. But if they know that you love them, and you not just because you tell them, although telling them is important, showing them day in, day out. If they know that you love them and they know that you have their back, if they know that you are going to defend them and you need to make it safe for them to tell you anything, you know, do you promise not to get upset? No, I, I, I can't promise I won't get upset, but I promise that I'll work with you, 
right? It's like, because some things are upsetting, but you want to foster a relationship with your child that's going to make them feel safe coming to you with something unfortunate like that. And not just like that, but like, you know, I, I went over to Steve's house and we had a couple beers and we drove his dad's car around and we got into a fender bender, you know, anything, whatever it might be. But that starts, as you said, Lynn, age three, it's a lifetime process with children. You have to foster and create and nurture that relationship their entire lives so that when the chips are down, when something like this, God forbid, does happen, they feel safe coming to you and they know, they trust that you're going to take appropriate action, not against them, but against the creeps that are doing this. Absolutely. And, you know, we want to foster safe, safety, safe environment. Tim, I don't know about you, but as a kid, I, I always felt no matter what happened during the school day outside the house, when I came in my home with my parents there, I felt safe. You close the front door, you just feel safe. Everything mm -hmm. goes away. Yeah. However, the kids today have the phones, you know, have the laptops, have the gaming consoles. So it's a constant with them 24 hours a day. They are not safe. That is why, you know, there's something called parental autonomy. So we can't right. tell people what to really do with their kids, right? We can't tell them not to buy their child a phone, right? But we can give them these safeguards. We can talk about the issues as we're doing here tonight on your program. Um, but we have to start with things like, you know, get those devices out of the bedrooms. I do a lot of focus groups with kids. So Tim, once once I gain their trust, their number one complaint to me, they'll say to me, uh, my mom and dad are busy busy on the computer. They're not talking to me. They told me to, you know, go, go use my, you know, go gaming or something. So that is something we have to suggest everybody in the home, put the phones down at nighttime. You know, I have lots of families. They put them away at night. The children need their rest in their bedrooms. Things happen. The kids stay up all night. They're swiping back and forth. They're on TikTok. That's where bad things happen. So there's like little things like no devices in the bedrooms. Little yeah. things like the, hey, at the dinner we allowed, at the dinner table, yeah. When we no were device. kids, we weren't allowed TVs in our bedroom. It, it's it's that on steroids. And Lynn, again, it goes back to the parents. I can't tell you how many times I've been out to dinner and seen families, and the mom's on her phone, the dad's on his phone, and then the children are on their phone because and nobody's talking to each other. I've seen people out on dates, each looking at their That's own phone, not <laughs> interacting on a date. It's just. People, I think everybody, but it's up to the adults, especially the parents, to set a good example. And I think that's a great rule. No no devices after 6 p.m. And also, we have to be very aware. The children are watching, even the young ones, mm -hmm. two, three, four years old, despite parents will say to me, they're not watching. I'm, I'm like, they are watching. We, we have studies. Everything I'm telling you about, we can back up with studies and stats, information. They are watching. They're absorbing this. If that's what they're seeing... They're going to repeat it. So we have to get in there with our kids and make the difference. But again, I came to the realization about six months ago, I really have to train parents and grandparents. Yeah. Like, what is going on? This is what you look for. This is what has to be done. Let me show you. We have to hand it to them on a tray. Because again, I am sorry, Tim, but you know, Americans to me are very lazy. They don't want to learn a lot. They'll say to me on their iPhone, and it is 31 steps to put on the safety features, which Apple is counting on. Okay, well, they'll abandon it. It's too difficult. 
Uh, no, that's what they want you to do. I will show you how to do the 31 steps, okay? And you know you can find any information. This is where we can say we're leveraging the internet for good. You know, step by step, how to put these things on. People are being lazy about this, and I don't understand it. I don't understand. These are our precious children. All children deserve to be safe, you know? And I'm not understanding the pushback. So it's up to us. One warrior at a time, one warrior a day. That is my philosophy. Well, it's a great philosophy and you're exactly correct. And in your indictment isn't wrong. I mean, people do, they want to be spoon fed. They want everything easy. This is a uh, immediate gratification society now. And quite frankly, it's a society that the boomers and the Gen Xers created because we're as guilty as, as the young people. Well, I'm going to take myself out of the equation and I, I, Here's, here's what's interesting. We have a couple of new studies that say kids now 10, 11, and 12 are really starting to want to put down the devices. So this goes along with something I've been saying maybe for about six or eight months. The pendulum has gone so far, it is starting to swing back. No, ever so slightly, ever so slightly, but we'll take, Tim, whatever we can get. Um, this leads me... I, this, I want to just mention something. Uh, this week on Wednesday, we have a big bipartisan congressional hearing on Capitol Hill calling in TikTok and Discord and uh, Facebook uh, meta, they're called, uh, to answer why they're allowing this CSAM, this child sexual abuse material, on their platforms, why it is escalating, why they're not doing anything about it. Interestingly enough, most of these platforms we had to have them served by U.S. Marshals with subpoenas to come and testify. So they're just in it. We can deduce from all of this. You know, we're going to make money. We're going to get the eyeballs. We're going to get the traffic. We just don't care about kids at all. It's a very kind of slippery slope. Again, we don't want to shut anything down. We don't want to ban anything. We don't want to have... You can't have all kinds of verifications. There are different bills asking for a download, the parents' license. That's not going to work, Tim. We have to have no. this honest you know, communication and come up with the safeguards that work for everybody. I think it can be done. Lynn, I have a radical proposal. I got 31 30-day bans on Facebook for posting memes, for posting snarky comments. I found out the hard way that you don't get 32 30-day bans. They just ban you entirely. They deplatform you. They take away your personhood, your digital personhood yes. on Facebook. All because I allegedly violated community standards. Well, Lynn, my community loved those memes. My community loved those sarcastic comments. How about, and this is the radical proposal, how about we have social media companies actually enforce community standards and community standard number one is taking care of our children. Are you a radical, Tim? <laughs> I'm a bomb-throwing radical. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Look, we can agree there is censorship of people. There is censorship of topics and subjects. I don't understand why is there not censorship about anything to do with a minor. I can find on every single platform child rape videos. Now, why is this allowed? That's allowed. Those are against I, the law. And if you read, if you read the community <laughs> standards, if you read the user agreement, it says no illegal material. And yet each of those platforms there. allows this garbage to be there. That is the question. And on Wednesday on Capitol Hill, that will be asked once again. We did this about two and a half years ago. 
and it went nowhere. And you are absolutely right. It's the weakest, sorriest answer. It's all about money. And this bipartisan Capitol Hill, they can scream all they want. They can go on CNN. They can go on Fox, wherever they're going, because they want, I have come to this conclusion, Tim, when they leave Congress, they want to get a job, you know, on one of the boards of the banks or big tech where all the money is. So they are doing zero. We are calling them to task. I'm going to keep getting in front of their faces. I don't have high hopes. I do have high hopes to get into the communities and just talk to the parents talk to kids, get in there and educate them and tell them what's going on because they just seem to be in the dark. And again, you pointed out a little bit earlier, our education system, nobody's teaching this in the schools. They'll teach you about your pronouns or maybe you feel like a girl right. or a boy today when you're in kindergarten, but they won't teach you basic, simple facts about digital safety. And that I find is shocking in the United States of America. And I'm not a big fan of new legislation or new regulations. But here's one. Could you give that number again, that sexual abuse hotline? The National Human Trafficking Hotline is 1-888-373-7888. I want to point out, Tim, you can call that hotline number just to ask questions. You can call that hotline and find out local resources in, you know, in your area. It is sure. not you're reporting even human trafficking. It is a resource and it's free. Why wouldn't you, if you think something or just need some encouragement or empowerment or want to find a group, maybe you want to volunteer, maybe you want to help, you know, in a, in a local church or synagogue, they will give you the information. People need to know about this information. We did have a law. I know you're not crazy about legislation passed last well, year where every uh, transportation hub has to have that number posted. Well, that's, you know, what airports, I was, that's, where, that's yeah. where I'm going with this. That's where I'm going. Why do we have to have a 10-digit number that's complicated? I, why can't we have 555? Make 555 go directly to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Seriously, Tim, we need would, something that like would, that. We that have would, that, would be, that, that would be another program. That There's a very long answer um, I'm to I'm sure that. there is. Let's do you know? another program because seriously, that's the kind of, look, they put so much garbage, they pass so much garbage down in Washington, D.C. Why can't they pass something good like that? Because any child looking at a phone, 555, it's right in the middle. Easy. Bam. Done. I will point out. I know out it's another show and let's, let's do that other show. Yes. Again, I can't thank you enough. Lynnswarriors.org. Lynn's Warriors right here on TNT, Saturdays, 2.30 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Lynn, when people contact you at lynnswarriors.org, what are they going to find? They're going to find breaking headlines. They're going to find a lot of free resources. They're going to find a lot of videos with experts that I speak to to educate them. They're just going to find information. And they're going to be able to send you a message and, and request more information? It's easy, Tim. Lynn at lynnswarriors.org. Everything's Lynn's Warriors. Everybody can find me there all over the There you go, universe. folks. Lynn's Warriors. Everything is Lynn's Warriors. We're going to leave it right there, Lynn. I can't thank you enough, not only for coming on tonight, but for all the work you're doing on behalf of our children and everyone everywhere. That's it for tonight's Reckoning on today's News Talk. Stay tuned for the Havorier Morris Show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.